0: Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out FourEyedRadio.com. It's morphin' time! Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Oh, shoot. AP said she's jumping on now. Oh. Hold on. Okay. I will add to call.
1: Add to call. So that's what I've, I've been basically buried in that for the last dun 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 Uh, Wow Wow (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
0: That's a throwback it's
1: an oldie but a goodie
0: Okay so AP just say I'm AP also known as Secret Ranger fan
2: all right sorry I almost forgot my name and you just reminded me that's that's good. (laughs) Um
0: (laughs) wait I can do the I can do that one part of the intro real quick. (laughs) Just so we're in the flow of it. Sorry. No, let me just just do it. Let me just do it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47.
2: I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. Do
0: you want me to go? (laughs) <laughs> That's fine That's fine I just wanted a clean take okay. Where I could pull from <laughs>
1: I wasn't sure If I was supposed to repeat it
0: or <laughs> Oh my gosh Oh my god Oh geez okay. Is this the second time in a row We've screwed up the intro That's not great <laughs> It's fine, Zach. You don't have to do it again. I just, I'll cut around. I wasn't sure.
1: Like, you didn't say, hey, Zach, go ahead and do it too. Like. I can do it. I can do it again. I mean. <laughs> okay. okay, All right. One more time.
0: All, all three of us. <clears throat> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay yeah yeah ay ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour Extra Episode 75, Rangers Pick the Next Power Ranger Series, recorded on May 26th, 2021. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47.
2: I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan.
1: And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood.
0: This episode is brought to you by our Patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P, Steve F, Ethan S, AJW, Eric D, Jacob P, Steve M, Tyler W, Tyler B, Tyler D, Leland D, Jason O, Liz M, Craig M, Mason M, Hassan A, Bo H, Raheem Y, Josh P, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. You can check out all of our links to listen and support the podcast over at linktr.ee slash Hour. And our Amazon affiliate at amazon.com slash shop slash ranger command PH. Hey, Zach. Hey, Eric. Well, we have some not only breaking news that I'm glad we waited to record today. You had
1: such good foresight on that. I got to (laughs) say you, you you knew like you had, you had the shining on that one.
0: I had the The (laughs) shining. Oh, you (laughs)
1: mean the shiny. You want to get sued? (laughs)
0: Oh, Simpsons. Um, But yes, yes, we do have some kind of late breaking news as we record this. And it all kind of ties together for what our topic is and everything. So I'm really excited for 75 extra episodes. Wow. I know it's not quite 100 yet, but uh, 75 is still a big milestone for our extra episodes. And it's all thanks to our amazing patrons. And in fact... This episode topic is from one of our top tier patrons. They always have the ability to pick an episode topic for us. And we also got one from Steve F. Hit People Guy that we'll do on another extra episode. But this one comes from one of our newer top tier patrons, Ethan S. So we'll get into that a little bit later in the episode. But yeah, yeah. Lots to talk about. So let's just get started. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get some of the non-unrelated stuff out of the way first. First off, August 2021, Boom Studio solicitations. We got some descriptions for Mighty Morphin 10, as well as Power Rangers number 10. So Mighty Morphin 10 is on sale August 11th. Artist Dan Mora returns to reveal a hidden chapter of Zordon's history discover Zordon's ties to Bandora's palace on the moon, the modern home of Rita Repulsa. When an assassin is sent to disrupt the Altarians' efforts to protect an ancient weapon, Zordon is injured in the process, and his mentor, Zofram, must make the decision that will alter the future of Power Rangers as we know it, and this is huge. I mean, Dan Mora is coming back from what Ryan Parrot said on Twitter. It's only for this issue mm-hmm. because obviously he is a, Very busy man, busy artist with uh, many titles that he's doing concurrently. But needless to say, we're getting Dan Mora back for Power Rangers, and I love it. that's
1: wonderful, man. Dan Mora's art is just fantastic, and it'll be good to see him back on this book for at least this issue.
0: Yeah, we got some preview pages way, way ahead of, because obviously it's like three months away, but we were able to get some textless previews for this issue. And I think it's really great. We get to see more of Eltar, more of Zordon's past. And I really like the course direction for this issue because it's going to be all about Zordon's past. And the whole run so far of Mighty Morphin, we've always had these flashbacks to Zordon's earlier time. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting a full issue dedicated to it. I mean, the art looks sick. I'm I'm looking at these preview pages. We get to see Eltar in its full glory. We get to see young Zordon and this new threat in the last preview page, almost like a Predator style with uh, the cloak. But he's on the cover and I don't know, a whole bunch of red and the blue tubes kind of looking like Lord Zed to me.
1: Uh, you know what? I just got to that page. Yeah. That looks like if Zed was still in possession of most of his skin, that definitely looks like pre yeah. jerkyfied
0: Zed. The, the silver armor that he's got. Yeah. Kind of like the the red. The, that blue tube sold it for me. I'm like, Zed's got a lot of blue tubes all over him. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah. And we can see on the main cover because that's that Zordon in the bronze armor. So, I mean, come on, if they're doing Zed versus uh, Zordon, that's what they're kind of building towards. So, Oh man, I'm really excited. All the Eltarians have Z names. Oh, if if they made Zed an Altarian, like if he's like a rogue. He went rogue. That would kind of match with what, you know, fans have been saying and to solidify this would, would be awesome.
1: Especially because like the, of the lore we know from the show, he tried to grab the Zeo crystal once and it skinned him. Right. Maybe he used to have blue skin.
0: Yep, Maybe. And that's something that they kind of tease. So if you've been keeping up with the the comics in the flashbacks, the last issue that we saw issue seven, which just came out recently, we saw these little robed aliens. And then uh, Ryan Parrott uh, tweeted that one flashback from Zeo, where you see the little cloth hooded figures placing the Zeo crystal where it needed to be. So everything's starting to line up with uh, at least what we know from the show. And it's exciting to get something expanded on.
1: Oh yeah. I love it. I love when they can link all that stuff together. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Uh, but not to be outdone, Power Rangers issue 10 is on sale a week later on August 18th. Yale, the Omega Ranger's alien companion, embarks on a solo mission to protect a group of kids from the terrors of Safe Haven. Guided by the voice of the Blue Emissary, Yale will travel closer to his destiny, but what does that mean for the Omega Rangers?
1: Interesting.
0: So, Yale is the big, sentient cat creature that they've been taking on their journey this whole time. And I'm intrigued that we're getting the voice of the Blue Emissary, because I thought he was dead mm. from necessary evil when Kia, the Blue Omega Ranger, killed him.
1: There's definitely some mysterious forces at work here.
0: Yeah, And uh, in the last issue, and sorry for spoilers who hasn't read anything yet, the blue Omega powers were referenced. Zach did bring them up in a conversation. So they do have the Morpher. Uh, Kia is still locked away, but uh, it sounded like the blue Omega Morpher is ready to go. I was kind of joking with this on the Ranger Command Twitter, but now I'm thinking this might happen It's
1: looking like
0: what if yale becomes i guess an animal-based power ranger (laughs) (laughs) i mean that would be wild literally yeah (laughs) wild force force. Uh, i don't know (laughs) it would be interesting to see if you know they're talking about yale and having some kind of destiny Mm -hmm. and How cool is it for kind of like a minor side character to have something like this happen? I'm really intrigued by what this means. And, you know, if Mighty Morphin is having a big kind of milestone issue with issue 10 exploring Zordon's past. If Power Rangers 10 is living up to the same thing and we get some kind of amazing transformation in Yale, whether or not he becomes a Power Ranger or I don't know. It's 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 crazy to think about. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens there. Next up, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Super Edition, the digital version of that and the Street Fighter pack are out. Now, so this week saw the release of that new pack. The Street Fighter pack has Ryu and Chun Li, which you can get for twelve dollars and fifty cents on PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Steam, and uh, Stadia. Players can also buy each character individually for six dollars. And the Street Fighter pack contains Ryu as the Crimson Hawk Ranger, Chun Li as the Blue Phoenix Ranger and Angel Grove Class of 93 skins for both characters. Also out is the Super Edition of Battle for the Grid. This is the digital version of that because a physical boxed version is coming later in July. But that's for $49.99 for all of the same platforms that we listed. But if you want some of the fancy features that come with it, if you were an early adopter, there are upgrade kits to the Super Edition, which will be available for those who already own Battle for the Grid. And so the Super Edition contains the base game, Season 1, 2, and 3 pass, the Street Fighter pack, and four bonus skins. Previous skins available in the Collector's Edition, like uh, the Pink Ranger and Lord Draken Evolution 2, the Green Ranger V2 skin and a Super Edition exclusive Ryu Crimson Hawk Ranger skin, which is the helmetless version. So we've got all that information on our site as well as the full trailer for the Super Edition.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm definitely going to be picking up the upgrade pack because I do have the baseline and like I think a couple of the DLC characters. So Mm -hmm. being able to buy just the upgrade to where it's like, Hey, this gives you everything. Sweet. Awesome. That's a great deal.
0: Yeah. And I don't think it's a lot. I think it might be only like $20 or something. Totally reasonable. Uh, Yeah. Very reasonable. And that's, it's such a steal on those other uh, passes. So definitely check that out. I was able to get the street fighter pack on Xbox and uh, I haven't played it yet, but I'll probably do it on my stream sometime. We
1: should make sure we have each other added on our n uh, like friend codes, and then we can battle oh, yeah. each other on stream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's cool. I'm, I'm ready to do some Street Fighter moves. <laughs> I, <guess.
1: laughs> I am ready to fail because I am not good at fighting games. I'm a button masher the whole way. Oh,
0: I'm, I'm horrible at it too. <laughs> but uh, But yeah, we'll duke it out. It'll be fun. Here's a couple things kind of leading up to what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So first off, I believe it was Monday of this week where Hasbro and E1 participated in the J.P. Morgan Chase 49th Annual Global Technology, Media, and Communications Conference. Apparently, E1 CEO Darren Throop uh had the following to say about Power Rangers. Power Rangers is being worked on now with a creative steward and a big streaming partner. We haven't brought that to an announcement stage yet. And thanks <laughs> to the folks at uh, Power Ranger for that. We'll include a link to that tweet. Yeah. But I think that's all they said about it, but then it leads into the next thing. So Bingo bongo. There you go. Okay. So AP, I know you're you're just joining us right now. I'll restart on the Hasbro news that we got, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to sound off. Any thoughts with these uh, solicitations for Mighty Morphin 10 or or Power Rangers 10?
2: Honestly, I don't have too much of an opinion on that stuff, but um, I think I'm just so far behind on the comics stuff that I'm just not... I mean, it's interesting. I'll say that. It sounds like super, super interesting and like world building and all that kind of stuff that I like. It's just, I don't really have like a solid opinion just because I'm not uh, caught up with the story.
0: Totally understood. But I I will ask, have you read any of it lately? Like, are you, have you caught up on anything? So
2: I want to say the latest thing I've read is Soul of the Dragon. (laughs)
0: Hey, (laughs) that was a good one-shot.
2: It was.
0: I like that it was in continuity with the show.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, so like the libraries here, they just got a new app that has a lot of comic books on it. So I've nice. been slowly making my way through stuff on there. I do plan to catch up on the Power Ranger stuff.
0: So funny you mention like library based apps, because I, I was literally doing this last night because I got frustrated because I've been trying to read all of Invincible because I got really hooked on on the show. And I was like, I have to know what these comics are all about. And so I had Kindle Unlimited Mm -hmm. and they only offered the first 10 volumes. So Invincible went on for a very long time. I think it's like 20 volumes of graphic novels. They only had up to volume 10 for Invincible. And I was like, shoot, like, oh, I want to read it. Then Teresa was telling me, she's like, well, You've got that because we were talking about some other book that she was reading, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know, that sounds like, a, or she was listening to audiobook, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds pretty cool." And I was like, "Wait a minute! I just got like a digital library card last year during the pandemic." And I forgot that I can connect it to like, what was it like hoopla?
2: Oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's hoopla
0: and Libby. Yeah. 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 So I downloaded Libby first. Their comic selection wasn't great. And then I downloaded hoopla best decision ever because they have literally all of invincible and they have all these other amazing comics that Mm -hmm. aren't available on Kindle unlimited. And I was like, Holy crap. And Hoopla's got like all the, I know we talked about this before on the podcast, but yeah. I've literally, since I downloaded it last night, I, like I tore through two volumes of Invincible already. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, guys, if, if you have a library card with the age of digital technology, it has opened up so many different access to so many different things.
2: Yeah. Hoopla is a kind of new thing for my library um, within mm-hmm. the past like couple of years. I think they had Libby for a while and something called, I think, Overdrive or something where it was like magazines. Yeah. But Hoopla is like a very new thing for them. So they're still kind of trying to work out exactly how. I only get like four borrows a month from oh, Hoopla, okay. which isn't much at all, but it's better than nothing. And I'm able to catch up on all these different uh, comics that I haven't been able to read. So, it's nice. I just have to start getting through the Power Ranger stuff. I was able to... So, the last one I read on there was Soul of the Dragon. And before that, I finally was able to read Aftershock, because they had that on there as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And correction, because apparently Teresa overheard me. So she's the one that told me about linking the library card. (laughs) Um, Love you, babe. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, so uh, some amazing stuff coming in the, the Power Ranger comics, but also any thoughts on the new Street Fighter pack or the digital edition of the Super Edition? Because they've got those, like, add-on packs, if you bought the base game.
2: I mean, I never played Battle for the Grid, so I don't really...
0: But you will if you get an Xbox Series X.
2: I mean, maybe, yeah. hey (laughs) (laughs) If I can ever find one. Um. Yeah, for real,
0: though. Jeez. Yeah, I, I can't find one either. All right, this is the main meat and potatoes. Okay. Hasbro and E1 earlier this week, participated in the J.P. Morgan 49th Annual Global Technology, Media, and Communications Conference. E1 CEO Darren Throop had the following to say about Power Rangers. Power Rangers is being worked on now with a creative steward and big streaming partner. We haven't brought that to an announcement stage yet. So we can think a little bit about this. Maybe the creative steward he's talking about is Jonathan Entwistle, which they've announced before. So, obviously, the big streaming partner is probably Netflix, and that goes further into what we'll be talking about in these next two items. That kind of tipped off the week, and that was from Power Ranger. Power Ranger also found that the Power Rangers Dino Fury copyright has shifted to Hasbro and Netflix. Power Rangers, Dino Fury, and Ninja Steel are now copyright Hasbro and Netflix. This copyright announcement was dated April 19th of this year, so essentially a month ago. Does this confirm Dino Fury Season 2 exclusive to Netflix that Chance Perez might have already slipped out?
2: I mean, I'd say yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's looking pretty likely. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It's also like, well, why is Beast Morphers not included? Why just Ninja Steel? Who knows? It's this typical kind of copyright announcement.
2: Oh, crap. Can you guys hear that rain? No. Oh my God. It just started up again and it's so loud. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I, I literally can't hear it.
2: Okay. That's good.
0: And if it shows up in your recording, it's something I can easily tune out.
2: Okay. Because it was gone. It stopped for like a good solid half hour and it like just started again. Like, I'm like, what the f*** is happening? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to derail you.
0: No, it's all right.
2: (laughs) It's kind of scary. But anyway, moving
0: on. Hold on. Everyone's asking me about stuff for me to buy.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Eric, you have friends who care about you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's That's, true. That sucks
1: so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) but no because so i bought i bought some of those sentai mini helmets off of Mm -hmm. it takes two to toku craig over there and and he messaged me he's like do you need lightspeed rescue ninja storm dino thunder or samurai mini helmets i have extras i think i have all of those except lightspeed rescue but i have to check all right anywho okay thanks craig welcome to the podcast um
2: <laughs> I mean my friends are just like, can you read this email for me before I send it to all my my, <laughs> I'm like, sure. They don't ask me if they want if they want if I want them to buy things for me. <laughs> all
0: right. So the reason I'm glad we waited to record tonight, and I had no idea this was happening but Power Rangers officially announced on Twitter and all their social media, episodes 1 through 11 of Power Rangers Dino Fury are hitting Netflix, and the graphics specifically said half of the first season, so usually these Power Ranger seasons are 22 episodes, which include the holiday specials, so 11 would be exactly half the season. Catch the Ranger team streaming in the US, UK, Australia, and New Zealand, and Canada on June 15th. In about two and a half weeks, we are getting three new episodes of Dino Fury before it ever comes back to Nickelodeon.
2: That's insane.
0: This is awesome. Awesome.
2: It is so cool. I kind of love it. I mean, I love it, but then it also just really makes me hate the whole YouTube thing even
0: even more more than I already do. Yep. Yep. You know, if they're putting that much more stock into Netflix, then it sucks not having the whole catalog of Power Rangers not on Netflix anymore. Mm -hmm. And that really says to me, well, was all of the other seasons getting as much traction as MMPR, and did Hasbro want to pony up the money for that? I think apparently not, which stinks.
2: On that note, I feel like it wouldn't shock me if that was the case, and that's why they pulled a lot of them. Yeah. But also, it's like they could have done a better curated thing.
0: Oh, they could have done a better curation 100% because I've even heard people say that the audio mixes are terrible. In these. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's like even Netflix now, they have um, like series pages where it's like, oh, hey, this is the next chapter in this story. Like, you watched Breaking Bad, try watching El Camino right. next. Like, that kind of thing. Maybe Hasbro should have set something up where it's like, hey, you watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, why don't you try watching Zio next? Keep it exactly. going. I feel like that was a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah. I feel like they really fumbled the ball with that, especially mm-hmm. with, you know, everything that we've talked about with YouTube and how they're handling that channel, which is horrible.
2: Yeah, because now what is it, Wild Force just showed up? It's like there's no rhyme or reason to the season's. Wait, it did? Yeah. The first season the first episode of Wild Force just showed up.
0: Like this week or in the yeah, past? Yeah, within week?
2: the last couple of days, I think.
0: Uh, Wow, I have no idea what the hell... And see, that's the thing. They don't promote it. It just shows up randomly.
2: There's no rhyme or reason to what season or episodes they're uploading. It's like, you get what you get, and like, what happens next might shock you. I don't
1: know. Clickbait power, Rangers? Yeah. Oh my god. These five teenagers with attitude were abducted by aliens. What happens next will shock you.
0: (laughs) Although that might be a cool uh, concept for, for a season. <laughs> the way that they've handled this is just really terrible. And granted, I love that Dino Fury is coming to Netflix. I mean, three new episodes in a day. That's amazing. I, I know I'm going to be binging those. It has to be the debut of the Gold Ranger, which I'm excited to find mm-hmm. out. I'm excited for, you know, the new intro I'm excited for Gold Ranger's debut and how he interacts with the team. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely like, oh man, this is great. Yeah. And it just makes the hiatus if whenever they decide to air these on Nickelodeon, which I have no idea, but we do know that that contract is expiring with Nickelodeon, and we don't know if they've extended it, but a move like this, putting three exclusive episodes on Netflix first, that's pretty telling to me.
2: I think it's also kind of interesting because it helps alleviate that whole international spoilers thing a little bit too. Exactly, like it, it cuts back on that not too much because I'm assuming they're going to keep going after episode eleven over there. But uh, people have been complaining about that for years, and now it's like, oh, here, have have some more then. Like
0: <laughs> to me, that's so cool that they are thinking internationally about this. That they are saying that, hey. United States, Canada, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, boom, you all get Dino Fury and you get these 11 episodes all at once. So, it may totally cut back on the majority of international spoilers this year and mm-hmm. to me that's that's just a good thing and it cuts down on the time between June and you know whenever they come back if it's if they do come back on National Power Rangers Day, which is a Saturday, which would be an amazing plan. I mean, then then the hiatus will only be technically like two months, <laughs> which it makes it easier for me to avoid spoilers because like we talked about on, on the last episode, I want to be surprised for Dino Fury. Yeah the, yeah, the story has been so good.
2: Yeah.
1: Totally agree. And yeah, like you said, if it's going to help us split up this hiatus where it's like, oh, okay, we had you know, a month and a half since the last episode aired on Nickelodeon, and then we're going to get episodes 9, 10, and 11, and then we only have to wait another two months till we get back on TV? Like,
2: that's not terrible. It's a little bit more manageable, a little bit more bearable.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm very excited for this. This is going to be super awesome. But what we're going to majorly be talking about is we've talked about before kind of like the rumors that Maybe Hasbro is not going to be adapting Sentai in the future, and who knows what they're going to do if there is a kind of like a next evolution in Power Rangers television, whether that's the big thing that they announce with a creative steward and big streaming partner. At that point, they may just totally break away from Sentai. So one of our newest top-tier patrons, Ethan S., he said this may be jumping the gun a little since Dino Fury is only eight episodes into its first season, but I'd love to see RCPH discuss the Sentai that's currently available for adaptation into the next PR season and discuss which season you think it will most likely be or which you would most want it to be, especially in the context of a major Power Rangers anniversary occurring during the show's run. So 2023 is the 30th anniversary for Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. And Dino Fury, for all intents and purposes, the second season will air sometime in 2022. We don't know if that's going to be exclusively Netflix or if they'll continue the deal with Nickelodeon. With everything that's going on this week, it seems that it's leaning more towards Netflix. And if that's the case, what would they do for a 30th anniversary? Is it going to be totally Mighty Morphin-focused? Or, you know, are they going to do another uh, Super Sentai adaptation? Which, you know, as the news rolls, I feel is going to be less and less the case. Mm-hmm. It just seems like the writing's been on the wall for a while now. hmm Yeah. But it's fun to speculate, and I listed all of the Super Sentai seasons that have not been adapted yet. We'll talk about their general synopsis, like their premise, and we'll dig through a few of these and then discuss what we think is a good, or what would be a good 30th anniversary type of season for Power Rangers, so... I have only watched a handful of episodes of a handful of these. I've only seen
2: pictures, so...
1: I have watched every episode of all of these. I will be the Sherpa.
0: Okay.
2: All right. Lead the way, Zach.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's go in chronological order. Right,
1: of course, of course. So, starting with Resha Sentai Tokyujur, Started with a group of teenagers who found themselves aboard the imagination line, which was a train line that you could only see if you had good imagination. And not to uh, spoilers, it's a six-year-old series at this point. Spoiler alert, they're not actually teenagers. They are children who were aged up to be teenagers to fight the enemies of this season.
0: From Ranger Wiki... Five young people travel on the Rainbow Line, but they have several problems. They'll often arrive at a station only to find that it's been taken over by the Evil Shadow Line. They also can't remember anything beyond their childhoods, and there are also lost trains or rushes that need to be found. This season does have seven rangers. There's an orange And a Purple Ranger, which orange is still not really official in Power Rangers, unless you count Boom Studios with the orange Solar Ranger. But purple is also very rare that we get in Power Rangers. So this truly is like a rainbow line. And I love the plot line that they're actually kids all along. That are Power Rangers. Yeah. That seems like a perfect childhood. Like, in a Power Rangers way, it's like how it would be if you had a team of Justins that became Power Rangers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even they were young kids. They were like five and six years old. Oh, wow. And this was a series all about imagination. Hence, my my mistakenly call it the imagination line. But (laughs) the reason I thought of that is because the conductor of the train... His catchphrase was imagination. It's been memed to death and I love it.
0: Yeah. It's got the infamous like train boner scene, yeah, which was taken away out of context. Incredibly. I think that's only happened like once.
1: Yeah, it was, it was one time and it was (laughs) in the first episode, uh, I think second or or third. Um, Yeah. And it's because they were fighting an enemy that locked them up inside of a coffin. And the enemy that week was, Terrifying.
0: I remember that. It was like some creepy freaking death.
1: Yeah, it was like a creepy Undertaker monster. And it would it would lock people up inside these coffins. And so it locks Tokyo, which is oh. their, their Megazord, up in yeah. a, a coffin. And in order to break out the red train, which makes up the main body, um, like busts forward and it makes it look like it, it has a train boner.
0: I remember that episode because it was so dark. Like, that monster was creepy. It was one of the handful of episodes of Tokyujur that I watched. It was crazy because the the monster designs are taken from, like, nightmares. They're literally called the Evil Army Shadow Line. And it's all steampunk. And one of the monsters, Baron Nero, was actually used as the basis for what's his face in Ninja Steel, the uh, announcer guy. Yeah, the monster announcer guy that nobody remembers his name. No, nobody cares to remember Ninja Steel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yikes!
2: I keep wanting to say Flit, but I know that's not true. No, 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 no. Jungle Fury. Fury. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cosmo Royale. Yeah, Cosmo Royale. Cosmo Royale. Okay. Not to be confused with a Victory Royale in Fortnite. <laughs> uh hey. But no, they like modified his costume and his head. Yeah. But essentially that was a Tokyu costume. Mhm.
1: Yeah. The Shadow Line was a really cool villain group. There was a bit of like romance between two of them where Mm-hmm. Rita, who was this it you was know, like a female version of the grimace from McDonald
0: Land. <laughs> <laughs> That's being generous. Yeah. And oh she gosh.
1: was in love with General Schwartz, who was very militaristic, like World War One or maybe even World War II, very like black latex leather.
0: There's definitely a Nazi feel to this. A little
1: bit, a little bit, but like she yeah. was In love with him, but her mother had arranged her to marry the Emperor of Darkness Zed. Wait, Zed?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Z e d Zed, the the Emperor of Darkness.
1: And Zed, meanwhile, he arrives on the scene in like the early teens, mid twenties, somewhere in there, and he is like those those have a shine to them. I'm obsessed Mm. with that shine. Because all I know is darkness. I was born in darkness. I lived in darkness. What is this shine? And so he. (laughs) The darkness
0: has defined me.
1: I was born in it, molded by it. (laughs) But yeah, so he gets obsessed with the Tokugers, and Mm Grida is like, I don't want to marry this guy. I want to marry Schwartz because I love him. And it's a whole like love triangle that's really interesting and so
0: so the villains have their own Oh yeah. The villains backstory. have a
1: great story in that season.
0: I watched a handful of these. Ironically, I collected like all of the mech for this. Oh yeah. I collected all of the Russias. Even though I didn't fully watch it, I mean I collected the premium bandite like the villain. Train, yeah. That they did. I got that. I even got that stupid like light up track, I'm the rainbow track. I that yeah. So, much. <laughs> so I, I thought the designs of these were were great, and you could play them as trains. You could literally connect them together. It wasn't motorized or anything, but you could totally yeah connect them together. The other really unique thing about their power sets was the ability to line change. So. Any of the Tokugers could switch rails, essentially, and become different colors. Yeah.
1: It was a really unique gimmick.
0: They could switch their numbers on the helmet and change colors. It was very unique.
1: It was a big deal because in maybe more than one episode, I don't recall, the Red Ranger became pink and everyone's like, wow, we get a male pink ranger. That's awesome.
2: Oh, I remember that. People talking about yeah. that.
1: And yeah. Tokuger had so many great, really unique first first time we had color changing like that first sixth ranger that was used to be a monster he used to be a monster on the shadow line mm. and he said hey i don't like what we're doing i don't want to be a monster anymore i don't want to cause people to have darkness i'm gonna go work for the rainbow line and he worked for the rainbow line as like a, a line uh, or a rail like maintenance worker and he ended up becoming the sixth ranger And by the way, he has the best Sixth Ranger theme song in all of Sentai, Fight Me. And he was such a really funny character because he was always Mm -hmm. talking like, well, I guess this is where I die. And everyone's like, you're not going to die. It's just hot outside. Would you calm down (laughs) with the melodrama? (laughs) like so he was always overly dramatic about like wanting to die and be fulfill some sort of like penance for his time as a monster
0: that's awesome and he was the orange yeah he was the orange
1: ranger and he was he was a ton of fun it's one of my favorite like i said his theme song is the best and he is a great character and yeah, Tokyo is definitely up there on my list. It's it's one of those series that like you look I at. I can it,
0: tell you've been gushing about I, I'm it. I'm
1: gonna gush about all of uh, you hope you're prepared. Buckle in, take a potty break, because I'm gonna be talking about all of these in, in some amount of depth because these are all really great series.
0: Okay, well, I mean I don't I don't wanna spend all night talking about it, but that's <laughs> that's cool. Let's move on to Debotsu Sentai zoo oger And I watched Quite a chunk of this show, yeah. and I thought it was uh, very awesome. This was the 40th anniversary for Super Sentai, and who knows, it could very well serve as a great 30th anniversary for Power Rangers, but that translates to Animal Squadron Beast King Ranger. And the plot of this was that there is this Zooland land. Which is another world that's located on Earth. And uh, Yamato, the main character, is a, a zoologist and he discovers this whole other world that are populated by these Zhu men. They're basically like anthropomorphic animals. And they find these cubes, which are made to protect against the Death Galion which are, it's a space outlaw group. So it's kind of cool because it's like the terms death and alien and they have this blood game. So essentially it's like a contest kind of like what I was hoping Ninja Steel would be when we first heard that concept,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. which kind of failed. And so all the animals, they cover land, water, and air and you've got Jew Eagle, Gorilla, and Whale. That's the Red Ranger. He's able to switch between those powers. And he's the only human on the team. There's the Shark, Silla, the Lion, Leo, the Elephant, Tusk, Tiger, which is Amu, Juo, the World, which is another human. And he's got the ability to have three changes with a wolf, crocodile, and rhino. And then Juo Bird and then Juo Condor. It's great. The episodes that I was able to watch were a heck of a lot of fun. More leaning towards the comedy side of it, but it's more of that like situational comedy because they are they have human forms, but they can switch in between their, their animal form. And so they're trying to hide their existence from, I think it's Yamato's, is, is, is it his dad? It's his or? uncle. Uncle, uncle, Um, that's right. Because his
1: parents went missing, and that was his whole mystery of, like, my parents went missing or were killed, and he was rescued Mm by Bird, or Bard, or however that name was pronounced, um, who was the first Juman to cross over. And he, like, rescued him, and he took him to his uncle. The, the whole series with the death galleons trying to cause mayhem and the, the Juojers trying to save both worlds at the same time. That was a really cool series. Like you said, a lot of really funny situational comedy with the idea of them trying to hide their identities. And like each character was a fun archetype. You had Sela was sort of like the mom friend where she was always like making sure that everybody was getting along and doing what they're supposed to do. Then you had Tusk, who was very focused on knowledge and learning and he wanted to to know more about why this was happening why the human world and the and the juman world were the way that they were why they were split and everything and and why they were chosen to be the juojers and leo was fun leo was just brash and loud and he fancied himself a ladies' man, but both of the ladies on the team were like, "No, dude, no, stop."
0: Let's break it down this way. Let's, because I I, I want to talk about like maybe the pros and cons of how each of these would make be good, be a good Power Ranger series, sure, sure. and what's holding it back. So, because I I know AP hasn't seen any of these, so you know I want to get everyone involved. Let's just go back to Tokuger briefly for one second. So. Pros, I think it's a super colorful series. Mm -hmm. I like the kid imagination aspect. I think that's perfect for Power Rangers. Maybe they could do another just-in situation Mm -hmm. by having a kid ranger. I think the villains are super dark and neat, which may kind of hold it back in terms of uh, the scare factor. But for Tokuger, stopping on all the various stops in a line... How amazing it would be for, like, an anniversary season if they could make past stops to different cities that were in Power Rangers. That would be fun. Oh, that
2: would be so cool. Oh, my gosh. I never even considered that.
0: Because they have to stop at all these different towns in every episode to solve a problem. And it would be amazing if... You know they they stopped in Angel Grove or Reefside mm-hmm. or Pine Ridge Forest or, or whatever Mariner and, Bay yeah or Mariner Bay with also with trains so they, I mean there there could be a funny thing there where they stop in like hey the lines are already installed and they're like what are you doing this is for our Zords <laughs> there's a lot that you could play with with Tokuger,
2: yeah I mean I like the idea of being able to. I mean, I don't know how many times it happened in the series, but being able to like switch colors. That's
1: kind
0: it happened of a, a neat lot. Concept.
2: Okay. Well, then that would be a neat concept.
1: It almost happened every battle, really.
0: Every episode, that's, yeah.
2: That's good to know then. I mean, that would be a neat that would be really neat to have um to have them just be in the middle of a fight and be like, "Oh, hey, I like your weapon more. Give me your Exactly. Take your color, like.
0: (laughs) And that's how they play it off in the show. They're like, "Hey, let me borrow your powers." Okay, sure. Here's my Russia.
2: That's so cool. Imagine if it was like Billy came back and was like building like this monorail situation, and in reality he was like (laughs) the
0: monorail.
2: (laughs) But no, and like in reality he was like secretly building like Zord tech and his own team of Rangers the whole time, and he was like masquerading as this like tech titan.
0: I heard that.
2: I heard that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> You're hearing it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a loud. That, it that sounded sh- pretty loud. It started
2: shaking the windows, and I was like, "Holy fuck, oh, I Jesus, to die!" <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> but but to be fair, I heard nothing before that. Okay, oh.
2: that's good. That's good to know. It's starting to get really loud though, <laughs> like the thunder. It wasn't. But
0: I, I I can still filter it out. Okay. But what I was thinking is, like, I love the color change line but Mm I didn't like it when I had to buy that 40 (laughs) key set from Japan where they literally did every variation of the Ranger in the different colors with the number. It was ridiculous. I've got like 45 Ranger keys because of that one alone. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh, Uh, You guys, like, if I disappear from the call... (laughs) My power went out. I
0: totally understand. <laughs> no
2: worries. <laughs> like the lights just flickered. So I'm like, I'm like hoping it doesn't like happen, but just warning you. So
0: right.
1: some, some cons then for Tokyo you think, Eric?
0: I mean, people have argued to death about it, but trains not being such a mainstay here in the States mm-hmm. uh, yeah, as opposed to Japan. I think that would really hurt it. But I would also counter that argument because Thomas the Tank Engine is still pretty popular here with kids. Yeah. In in the U.S., there's still merchandise. It's not like kids don't know what a train is. So... Yeah. I, I think that argument falls apart, kind of, but...
2: To, to an extent.
0: But I can see where, like, maybe from a business merchandising point of view, mm-hmm. there's no, like, gimmick. And... I'm not saying that they can't invent a gimmick or even just keep the little trains or whatever, but, you know, for Beast Morphers, we had the Morphex keys. And now with Dino Fury, we, we've we got also kind of like a, a Ranger key or Dino key type yeah. system. In the show, they just insert many trains into their wrist morphers, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I think it would be neat if somehow, I mean, this might be showing my age a little bit because I don't even know if this is still a thing people do. But when I was little, my my uh, my parents always had this uh, this like train around mm-hmm. the Christmas tree. I think it was motorized, but it was um just set it off and played like um train sounds around the bottom of the Christmas tree. I think it would be neat if they had something similar, like an actual motorized like train. Not necessarily like a Christmas tree thing, but like same kind of function. Something you can put on a track and like makes train noises. I
0: know they have the different train scales at Hobby shops. So if they made the toy, maybe one of those smaller train scales, it would already work on existing tracks if people yeah. had those. Yeah, so that would be really cool.
2: There's like potential. I can see why they there, wouldn't do it, there, but there's, yeah. like, there's some potential there.
0: Yeah, there's potential Zach, any hesitations for a Power Ranger season?
1: Again, I think the only real real negative going for it is yeah, trains are Ooh. more ubiquitous in Japan because they mm-hmm. are so massively prevalent in terms of I mean, people use public transportation on trains every day mm-hmm. in Japan to an extent that dwarfs the American use of public transportation. Um, and I lived in Chicago, which was a pretty train-heavy oh. city. And right.
0: Oh, trust me, because uh, I. I
2: um, can you hear that at all?
0: No. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, What's up? You all right.
2: I might. <laughs> I might be losing you in about uh, five to ten minutes. Um, Is it getting worse? I just checked the radar and there's literally like a, uh, there's a purple spot.
1: Oh dear.
0: Oh.
2: And uh, that's even worse than dark red. So Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: so <laughs> just to make sure you don't lose the recording from what you've seen and maybe what's on this list, AP, what would be your bet for a 30th season power Rangers?
2: I would love to see Q Ranger just because I love the aesthetic and the amount of rangers and all the colors.
0: They could tie that to all the different planets in the power rangers universe. Mm -hmm.
2: They could even tie it into SPD if they wanted to like, like an interstellar, um, power rangers force. Mm -hmm. I think it would be so cool to have just, just, I guess that many rangers. That's kind of why I like dino charge a little bit. There were just so many different, um, like just different powers and different, um, different rangers again. I keep saying that, but yeah, no, it's just neat. More potentials for characters, greater world building. There's some colors in there. We haven't had on a ranger team before. It would be really neat. There was that whole rumor that happened where they were like, Oh, we can't adapt this because the ranger's helmet is too pointy. And I don't know if I believe that. But, I don't
0: think that's a thing. I don't think
2: Yeah. I don't thing. think that's actually like reality. That doesn't seem right to me, but I, I just think it would it would be a neat season to see, like, how they would handle that. Yo, it's so loud.
0: Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's, a, save, it's save, save, quick. So let's go over some of the um, pros and cons for Zhu uh, hmm One, I think it's a pro is I, I do think the costumes, while different, it's unique enough for Power Rangers, and I definitely like the animal aesthetic mm-hmm. and... For beast morphers, they leaned into the animals more than Go Busters did. So I think there could definitely be some tie-in.
2: That just gave me an idea where maybe Uh it could tie into Wild Force somehow.
0: I would love if they did that because that sounds really cool. And the all the Zords and everything, everything's based on cubes and blocks. And I even said this when uh Zhuo-Ger was airing that I love... There's almost like a video game aspect to that series. Yeah,
1: it was very... Everyone was calling it Minecraft Power Rangers when it came out. <laughs>
0: right, and I think we even talked about that on, on the show before. So I, I think the effects and how everything had a very video game feel to it, you could definitely tie it into... Maybe some kind of virtual world or like VR or Minecraft or or what have you. But the aesthetics are are really unique, and I think would make an amazing addition to Power Rangers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the lion. Leo suit. I'm super simple at this point. It's just like I just <laughs> like the lion. It's a cool picture.
1: <laughs> I really enjoyed this series. Um, I think a pro would be again we get that cool animal theme. We get the really mm-hmm. cool aesthetic, like you said, Eric, with the zords and, and the, the weapons being kind of uh, video gamey in a way. The villain group was kind of forgetful, so maybe as a pro, the uh, adaptation could do something a little bit more with them. I mean, they had a cool mm-hmm. concept of the blood game, but I, I can't, for the life of me, remember the names of any of the villains.
0: Right, right. So it's right. like
1: uh, they were kind of forgettable, even though they had a really cool concept for their villainy.
0: Naria, she was the one that always did the coin or whatever. Even when that show was airing, I thought she was so much like Isarn from Gokaijer. Yeah. Like that same kind of gr- the green and the black and like fawning over the main yeah. bad guy. She was such a copy of Isarn from Gokaijer who was uh what's her face in Megaforce? Um I can't even remember her name in in Megaforce. But it was such a copy of that that I was thinking, yeah, they were—they really need to try differently with that one. That's the only like negative I would have is the villain group not being as interesting. All right, we'll move on to the next one with Q-Ranger. And as AP already pointed out before, uh, the fear of... <laughs> of,
2: like, my power.
0: <laughs> this would probably be my top candidate. So Q-Ranger is a space-themed Super Sentai where Earth has been t- actually taken over by invaders. With the universe under their thrall, the Tears of the People awaken nine ultimate saviors chosen by the Kutama, and they are here for the galaxy's salvation. Nine different people with different personalities, the most powerful warriors arrive here and now, which is the official synopsis. We've got uh, Shishi Red as Lucky, Sasori Orange, Stinger, Okami Blue Garu, Tenbin Gold Balance, Oshi Black, Champ, Hibitsukai Silver, Naga Rei, Chameleon Green, Hami, Washi Pink, Raptor 283, Kajiki Yellow, Spada, Ryu Commander, Show Ronpo, Kogama Sky Blue as Kotoro Sakuma, and Hoho Soldier is Tsurugi Otori. They are the Q-Rangers. I cannot get enough of Q-Rangers. Yeah. I collected all of those D*** Tama. The Zords are amazing. The, The Mecha are incredible. The suit design is, I think, some of the best that Sentai has had in probably this decade. I think everything really works for this series.
1: Yeah, full-on agree. Um, This series is so fantastic. Like you, I collected as much as I could. Um, I have nearly all the mecha. I'm still missing ho Soldiers, Mecha, and uh, Orion Battler because it's massive and expensive. It's massive. But yeah, the suits are great. The characters are all fun. I really dig that this one was set in a world where it's like, hey, guess what? That guy's already won. It's over. Mm -hmm. And now you are forming a resistance group that are trying to liberate as much of the universe as possible. And yeah, again, just each character had something really unique about them. And their own focus episodes where they received their q Q-Tama and became a Q-Ranger. Just so much great story going on. And again, you have first-time Rangers that we haven't gotten before. In Power Rangers, you get you get an orange ranger, you get a light blue ranger,
0: yeah, another purple ranger. It it's another season with purple and orange and you get the full color spectrum this season. And I think what would be a pro for Power Rangers is that half of the team are essentially suit actors. Yeah. So Think of, like, if they took Beast Morphers, and instead of, you know, the buddies, the Robo Buddies being just helpers, if they were actually rangers. And it could be a pro and a con, like, because con, that's a lot of characters, and you would have to essentially make every character on the show a ranger at that point. Dino Charge had maybe, I think, one or two Rangers less than this, and they were able to do it to a varying degree of success, depending on who you talk to about Super Charge. But I think that would be the only concern, is the cast balance. Fortunately, like I said, half of this cast are like some kind of person-in-a-suit character. What could also save on production is that like Dino Charge, not all of the Rangers are fighting all together at once at the same time. You can have like red, purple, yellow, and light blue on their own mission. And that could be a way to alleviate production type mm-hmm. costs. But <laughs> then you know it's an event when they're all together kicking butt.
1: Yeah. And and like you said, the idea of we could have them all be from different planets in the power rangers mythos
0: look garu mm-hmm. is already a wolf man just make him from the planet sirius just make him a member of doggy Kruger's species exactly
1: and and make the yellow ranger from aquatar because he's a fish ranger
0: exactly
2: that would be really neat
0: and then you could make the gold ranger uh, make that triforia which would call back to the Gold Ranger from Zeo, but also he's got the balance scales on his helmet, and you could make that like, oh, he's balancing the three sides of his personality because he's a Triforian. There's so much you could do with this series.
2: There really is. There's so much potential just by mm-hmm. like the nature of it.
0: I know Power Rangers in Space, that was based off a of Sentai that dealt with computers and high school. It wasn't necessarily set all in space, but we turned it into a space season. This is the series that is actually in space. There's space things happening. They go to different planets. There's different color filters. There's the Zords flying around in space. They have a giant spaceship, which houses all the, all the mechs. So this is literally the season. And I don't know, tie it back to in space, you know, tie it to all the different aliens that we've encountered over the years, not only in the TV show, but also the comics. Yeah, yeah the comics are introducing more alien species, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Give us an Altarian.
1: Give us a KO-35 resident. Give us, right. you know, maybe somebody from Onyx. Ooh, what if, because in the Sentai, gold and silver are thieves, make them from Onyx? See? That would be awesome.
0: The story possibilities are all over the place. Really, they are.
1: It's
2: kind of like the tokyo like the potential to maybe have them travel to different ranger towns. Like this one, it could be different ranger planets.
0: Or now that Power Rangers has the multiverse, maybe they can go to the dino-charge dimension. They can go to anywhere in the multiverse. Maybe they have that power.
2: That would be awesome.
0: It just seems like even in Ranger Nation, I know there's been people that have been Hounding for this to be the next adaptation and almost to the point of annoyance. But I think that just goes to show how passionate people are about this particular Sentai. It's it's a great Sentai, it's got a great gimmick. Like imagine having those globes and trying to collect the American version of that. And you know, you could have a small globe in every action figure, and there's so many possibilities. And what I love is uh, the Mecca, too, because they're able to combine in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm looking at this list of all the different Voyagers that are able to create for the, all the different combinations. There's a crap ton of combinations. So even as a toy line, you've got a huge play value there.
1: Real quick, mm-hmm. non sequitur, but the toy line is very eye-catching to children, my three-year-old niece comes over and she spots my Ryu commander uh, mecha in its robe. The, the Ruteo? Yeah, Ruteo. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name. Uh, she sees my Ruteo on my shelf and says, Uncle Zach, we have to turn him back into the big dragon. Like, she wants to play oh. with it. She wa- and she knows he, he's a dragon because of the helmet and everything. And we have to turn him back into the big dragon now. And I tell her, well, no, awesome. Uncle Zach likes him staying as a robot, but we can play <laughs> with some other toys. But yeah, like these mecha, these toys are definitely eye-catching for kids.
0: It's so cool because it's all of the different Zodiacs. Mm-hmm. You could teach something to the kids about constellations because they're all based on different constellations. And then they they just have really cool animal mech sci-fi Base designs. It's essentially everything I love in a Sentai or a Power Rangers. It's, it's space, it's cool robots. It's also animals. And they're just awesome.
1: I mean, if people are into like wanting to, to have their Zodiac sign represented, they'll pay. I paid out the nose to get the Capricorn Qutama And that was a unique low exclusive.
0: It was crazy. Cause I even had in my like Google drive, I had a whole document, like a checklist oh, had, for a, all a the Q-Tama. I, I, I had a whole spreadsheet, and I was like, where do I get this? How do I buy it? Do I have it in my list yet? I Oh, yeah, I had a whole thing. And what pissed me off from the Sentai is there was like 20 or so that were main numbered ones that they never even made. Yeah. And I thought they were going to finish that off with some kind of premium Bandai set. Nope, didn't even do that. Yeah, they just they gave up halfway through. A lot of positives for for this series. Yeah. Moving on to Kaito Sentai Lupin Ranger versus Kietzu Sentai Pat Ranger. So this is the big cops versus robbers season and gathered throughout his lifetime, the gentleman thief Arsene Lupin assembled a vast collection of dangerous items known as the Lupin Collection. When this collection is stolen by inner space invaders known as the Gangler, two teams set out to retrieve it. Kaito Sentai Lupin Ranger, who desires to live up to Lupin's name, aims at stealing back the collection from the Gangler, While Ketsu Sentai Pant Ranger hopes to uphold justice, aims to retrieve the collection, and take down the gangler. With two rival teams confronting each other for the same goal, who will emerge victoriously? And it's funny because while this is technically not a anniversary season, there was a lot of the collection... That were based off, like they were recolored versions yeah. of like different props throughout the Super Sentai series, and a lot of those were shared with Power Rangers. <laughs> Sorry. What's what's all- right?
2: my mic? One hundred percent picked that up. Oh my! God. What was God. that? It was what? a ton of thunder. It showed up on my Audacity recording. <laughs> I didn't
0: hear it at all. Maybe well, it was all- like, all- like boom. Yeah,
2: it was like oh my Audacity recording. You're gonna. That's awesome. You're gonna get a kick out of that.
1: Yeah, you're right. It was it was kind of funny because like you'd see something and go, "Oh, well, wait a minute. That's just the that's just the tracker from Overdrive that they or or from Bokenger, Or, "Oh, that's that lighter is right. just the Origami from Shinkenger."
0: Yeah, so there was there was a lot of this Lupin collection that were based off past Sentai props, and there's a whole list on on Ranger Wiki. It's kind of incredible how much uh, different props they reused throughout uh, the show and how they recolored it and, and repurposed a, a lot of it. To me, that kind of feels like it would be awesome if this was more like a, almost like an Operation Overdrive where they were like globetrotting and trying to find different treasures and kind of pull it in there. But mm-hmm. I think the largest con... For adapting this is the cops horses robbers thing. I don't think they would touch that yeah. with a 20-foot pole there is no with the way. current climate. There's no way. No. Well,
2: not even the current climate. It's just gotta be real tricky to adapt into like oh yeah. Anything coherent. Yeah. It's hard enough. It's hard enough translating one team. You have to translate two now.
0: And since they're always fighting, how do you classify that in the show, are there two different Ranger teams, and why are they fighting, and what's the reason?
1: Yeah, it it would definitely be the single most challenging Sentai to try and adapt. So I think that's a big con working against it, for sure. The
0: Pat Rangers, as much as I love the design of, of both teams, the Pat Rangers are so obviously cops. I mean, their visor is essentially the shape of a police cap with the badge, like right in the middle. Yeah, It's just such an overtly, like I'm a police officer that, I mean, they're pulling, they were pulling shows left and right, like cops, live PD, yeah, all of that stuff. Like anything (laughs) with police were just, all right, we're not glorifying cops anymore. And I just think for that reason alone, I think this would be shut down.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's too challenging to translate, too challenging to make into something people would want to watch. And then you have to consider the current climate, like you said. It would just be too much work.
0: Right. Yep. The only thing I, I thought was cool was because, like, the two teams... So there's two Red Rangers, which we haven't had since... Well, I mean, Samurai and SPD... But two ranger, red rangers on the same team almost at the same time would be more like a time force that we've had that. yeah. But, I mean, it's cool. There's, like, red, green, yellow, blue, red, and we've got a gold and silver. So I like the color lineup. I think the designs are amazing. Like, I like how the Lupin Rangers are mainly, like, black with their color. And then the Pat Rangers are white with their color. So there's kind of like this opposites thing going on. But yeah, story-wise, I would have no idea how they would adapt that for Power Rangers. Unless they did like, like it's two different treasure hunting teams. But again, like literally the Pat Rangers are cops. Like even their their mecha, they've got sirens blazing. Yeah, I I just don't.
2: You can't explain that away.
0: The
1: only thing I could think you could even try and pull is instead of just making them generalized cops, is if you made them like Interpol, where it's like, oh, okay, they're
0: international and, you know, investigative. Yeah,
1: yeah. So so you have the treasure hunters going around and then you have Interpol trying to, like, confiscate the treasure because they're stolen. But even then, you really can't have your Power Rangers, your heroes, your good guys, stealing, because that's not great.
0: <laughs> right, right. It's, uh, again, there's just, there's so many different factors to consider for this. So I, I think that would be really easy for them to skip. Yep. Moving on, we've got Mashin Sentai Kira Major, which is the Sentai that has just recently ended as of a few months ago and with Kira Major. So, a princess from a land of jewelry and Kira Stones comes to Earth in search of people with a shining spirit called Kira Mental, a source of outstanding charm and talent. She seeks them out to make them into warriors to defend Earth from an evil army. Five are chosen by the Kira Stones, which transforms them into sentient, Vehicle companions known as machine. Using these powers, they fight the evil army bent on robbing people of their hope and radiance. And we have uh, kirame red, yellow, green, blue, pink, and silver. the The machine are the different mechs which are formed from those kirame stones. I think aesthetically, this season looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, these are some beautiful suits.
0: I love how they incorporate the stone and the sparkle, not only in the helmet, but they have these cool like sh- shoulder pauldrons yeah. that look mm. amazing. So Zach, give us give us the gist on Kira Major. So,
1: Kira Major is really fun. Each of these team members were recruited because they are the shining example of their field. Uh, Pink is a surgeon who has best dexterity in doing her operations. Green is a track star. She's extremely fast. She's very driven. And so that's her kind of deal.
0: Which a lot of people were comparing her to uh, Izzy from Dino Fury.
1: Yeah, it is kind of ironic that we had a green female track star for our first full-time green female. Or no, second green female. Sorry, I forgot about. Hammy. So yeah, it is interesting that right after we get the green female track star in Power Rangers, Yellow was a professional gamer. He had <laughs> focus and skill with fighting games and and first person. But,
0: but essentially a, a streamer too. Yeah, right? he,
1: he did streaming. He did like esports yep. and stuff like that. Um, Blue is an actor who is very serious and focused on his craft of acting and always played some kind of, you know, when we first meet him, he's dressed as a samurai and sword fighting against uh, evil ninjas. And we think, Oh man, there's gonna be a samurai on this team. And then it pans back and it's like, cut. Okay. That was great. Hey, thanks. Thanks. You know, for putting in the hard work, everyone. Um,
0: and red is a high school. Student. Red is
1: a high school student. And everyone else is like, wait, what?" High school, what's he, what's he special? Like, what's he got that's so special that he deserves to be on the team? We're all way more qualified. And it turns out that he has the special ability of his cure mentality is he can imagine things and then draw them and they become reality.
0: Oh. oh.
1: And that is a skill that the only other person who had that skill was the former king of Crystallia, which is the land where uh, the, the crystal people lived. And so the princess, when she meets him, is like, you can draw things and imagine them, and, and they come to life. Only my dad did that before. Why are you connected to my dad? That's so weird. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, he became the red uh, Kira Major. And they formed this team, and uh, it was a really fun series. The, the story arcs were really – they hooked you, and the characters – the The way they played off of each other was a lot of fun. I mean, this was, in my opinion, it's it's a better than average series, but there's nothing mm-hmm. special, really, that would make it a good candidate to be an anniversary series.
0: Right. This one, since it was essentially started during the pandemic, and so a, a lot of this, e- even the the actor who played Kirme Red, Rio Kamiya, He had tested positive for COVID-19 and they had to stop shooting for a while. So there was a lot of this series that was parts of the... So there were some episodes that were delayed. There was filming schedules that had to get around. And correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but this also had like a shortened episode count overall.
1: Uh, If I recall correctly, yeah, they they did end up shorting... It's only
0: 45 episodes as opposed to like Forty-eight or forty-nine. Yeah, they, they, that we usually they, they
1: get. shorted the episode count a bit because they did lose time um, from the pandemic. But I mean, I, I will say that the the fact that they managed to get it completed and and still make it satisfactory in terms of story wise. It is definitely something to be celebrated because they managed to do it, you know, mm-hmm. while while under these heavy COVID restrictions. So that is definitely admirable. But I can't see a way to tie it in as an adaptation that would make sense as an anniversary Power Rangers season, really. The only thing I could think of is if maybe you say that it has some kind of ties to Zio because they're both crystals. But, like, that's all I got.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like a new generation of, of zeo or something ap ap what are your thoughts
2: i mean i just like just the aesthetics i that's mainly what i'm going off of i haven't seen anything about it i know basically nothing about it i think they could work with it if they wanted to based off just the aesthetics alone the design kind of looks like a roadway on the chest
1: yeah during their morph sequence the the gem that's above their heart Uh, starts on their back and drives on that roadway up to the front of the costume.
0: And the ones with aerial-based ones, it's a straight line instead of a broken road.
1: Yeah, because it's like an airstrip.
2: But I mean, that doesn't force them to make it like a car-themed season or, you know what I mean? Right. It's not like Turbo where you kind of had to make it. They were very clearly car-themed.
0: But this really isn't. Mm -hmm. I think toy-wise, this would be like, something perfect for Hasbro. Transforming mm-hmm. vehicles that turn into robots, like, that's pretty much in, in their wheelhouse. So, and I'm
2: loving the Silver Ranger suit. I've never seen oh, that before.
0: It's clean.
2: I pulled up a picture for the f- of that one for the first time, like, literally about three minutes ago. It is such a neat looking suit. Like, I don't think we've ever had anything like that before. It's a little selfish, but just seeing that translated would be kind of neat.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a super unique design. I, I really love the orange bronze elements mm-hmm. um, with the silver. It it really pops out.
2: And the goggles. I mean, honestly, the goggles kind of remind me <laughs> a little bit of um, Blaze.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Robo, yeah.
2: Robo Blaze, which I realize is a translation from, like, Enter. I mm-hmm. know uh, he wore the goggles, but still. Maybe you could say, like, silver is, like, A remnant of Blaze somehow, and he's like he's back, and he's a ranger.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, there is a storyline where Silver turned evil in this, Mm. so that could fit with your concept. Where if it was Blaze return, like it's Blaze, and he's back, and somehow he reverts to like a Robo Blaze, or he gets infected again, that could be a really cool storyline. Yeah. Zach, I know you said that, you know, maybe there wasn't really a a cohesive theme to adapt. But when that happens, I think that's when Power Rangers does it best in coming up with a unique storyline to turn something meh into, wow, even more incredible. And it's more malleable. In
1: that terms, I I totally agree. But I'm thinking if we're fishing, as Ethan asked, in terms of fishing for context for a PR anniversary series, yeah. That's a little tougher to try and find something that would tie that series in to past Ranger series.
2: You could say that the that they're not really crystals. They could be gems and they could be like an offshoot of Dino Charge or Dino Thunder or Zia or Zia, like you said. Like it could be some kind of collaboration of all the different minds and they're like putting their powers together and they come up with this. Yeah. It's not necessarily dino themed, but
0: there's plenty of uh, gems that the Morphin Masters have uh, created. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As,
1: as we've seen.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I think it could be worked around. Possibly. Some way. I,
1: I think our next candidate is possibly the most interesting.
0: Yeah, so let's let's talk about the final one, which is uh, airing now in Japan, and that's uh, Kikai Sentai Zen Kaiger. And... Obviously, this is the 45th anniversary Sentai, and so it's another anniversary season that could be fully translated into Power Rangers anniversary. And the neat thing about this is the four of the Rangers, which are uh, the, the robots, are from seasons that they've made into Power Rangers. So obviously... There's one that looks like the original Mighty Morphin Megazord. We've got one based off Wild Force. We've got one based off of Mystic Force. And we've got one based off of Operation Overdrive. And three of those are like, you've got the first series, anniversary series, the 10th anniversary, and you got the uh, 15th anniversary. So it's already like baked in. Yeah. And you've got this uh, main hero who can be any of the rangers, and they borrow uh, ranger powers or, you know, super sentai powers. So, um, Kekaijer in this story, our heroes will use full force, full throttle to stop enemies who are trying to destroy parallel universes. One hero is known as Zenkaiger with a heart of justice, who will stand up to a preposterous giant mass of evil who has managed to break into their homeworld? Fighting alongside him are four robotic lifeforms, which are the Kikanoids. And these four robots become rangers themselves. And now recently we've had the sixth ranger debut, which is two Kaiser, which is Go Kaiser. For Power Rangers fans, that's the Super Mega Force theme. And he uses O Ranger and Shinkenger powers, both of which, you know, Zio and Samurai, which were used. So the possibility here is limitless. Mm-hmm. My problem is the big con, we could just have another super mega force on our hands where they botch all the references, they get everything wrong, mm. and it becomes another flop anniversary.
1: That is definitely a valid concern.
0: But if they still had Simon Bennett and the writing team kind of stays the same, I feel that we wouldn't have a problem as we did in super mega four. So there's a pro yeah. and a con there.
1: And again, talking about like we did with Q Ranger, how half of the, the team were suit actors. Uh, it's the same with this. You have four out of the five Rangers are suit actors. So right. you would again, save a little bit of money in terms of actually hiring face actors, as opposed to hiring uh, voiceover actors. Like, again, the biggest pro is that the anniversary aspect is baked into the DNA of this series mm-hmm. simply by virtue of the fact that it's an anniversary series in Japan. With the Rangers looking like Mecha from past series, and again, you use the gears to to have different Sentai powers, you could have the gears to be different Power Ranger powers. If not Q-Ranger, then Zenkaiger. Those are the two best anniversary options.
0: The only thing I can see which would be a production hang-up is having to alter the different numbers. Because the numbers on the Sentai Gears are for the season of the show. And, you know, the the main leader's got a big, like, 45 slapped on his forehead. So, I feel like they'd have to change.
1: Production would have to do something to kind of cover those up or remove them, even.
2: And then there's also just the helmet for the main one that kind of draws back to earlier seasons of Sentai, but we never had seasons we
0: never had a style like that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: so it it means a lot less here.
0: Yeah, but everything else looks
2: great. <laughs> yeah, no, it it does. It's. I mean, yeah. I can see where you're
1: uh It's definitely a fun series. Um I've been enjoying it so far.
0: The only other production problem I can see is that this would still be airing in Japan as they would need to start developing the next series now. And so then you run into like early seasons of Power Ranger problems where it's like, it's still airing in Japan. We don't know what's gonna happen in the end. We're kind of adapting as we go along. And that's that's where production could be like, Ooh, I, I don't know how to craft a full story if we don't know the full thing. Mm-hmm. But no, the, the anniversary aspect, I mean, that's always a big draw. I love it because seeing the different Sentai teams that I've watched before, and I watched all of Go Gokaiger, so seeing 2Kaiger and all of his abilities and just the aesthetic it made me so nostalgic for Gokaiger from God, 10 years ago now that I was like, Oh man, I cannot wait to see more of this. And I love the Sentai gears as a gimmick. It's super collectible item. I don't think there would be much that Hasbro would need to change to have that as a gimmick other than some of the designs for the numbers. But other than that, I mean, you've got the logos, you've got the helmet designs kind of all baked in. It's definitely one of those that screams, Hey, make me into a Power Rangers season. <laughs> make me into a cool anniversary. Any other thoughts on, on Zenkaiger? So
2: what if instead of like even just straight up adapting this season, they just took on two Kaiser? What if instead of adapting the whole season, they just adapted him?
0: Oh, make him the main... Character. Or just
2: make him part of the team. Instead of adapting Zenkaiger, maybe you adapt Q-Ranger, but you add two Kaiser.
0: Oh, so you take the element, like you take his suit and he can kind of show up as like, hey, I'm I'm Orion's buddy from
2: yeah. Andresia or, or something. Or something like that, or maybe like the lost super Force
0: powers. or That would be a cool way to do it. I'd be all up for them mixing up something like that. So I think we all have pretty strong feelings as to what the best season, I guess, would be to adapt. Let's do our top three, each of us, in in descending order. So, Zach, what's, like, third, second, and then your top choice?
1: All right, so I think number three, I'm going to go with Tokuger. I love Tokuger. It's a great series. Second, I'm going to put... Zenkaijer is number 2 and it's going to be Cure Ranger mm. is number
0: 1. Okay, yeah. Mm. AP?
2: Knowing nothing but pictures and basic plot <laughs> themes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Ogier. It's number 3. Mm-hmm. I just think it would be neat if they did like a kind of like a wild force tie-in with all the animals and such. Second, I'd have to go with Cure Major because like mm. I'm going to go with what Zach said because I don't know anything about it myself, but if there's no real, like, standout theme, then they can do what they want with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be a nice, not necessarily a blank slate, but they'd have more freedom to do what they needed to do. And for number one, I'd have to just go with Q-Ranger because I just, I love the suits and the aesthetic and just all the different character possibilities. And I think that could lend itself to a just some neat lore and um story building and character development.
0: You you made this tough because that <laughs> AP, I think your list was like exactly what I was gonna go with. Um <laughs> w- which is fine. Yeah. Um but if if I did have to rework it a little bit. Or no, you said Jew, Cure Major, and then Q Ranger, right? Yeah. Yeah Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking initially.
2: <laughs> I mean, we all know I've been like yeah, you guys said it best enough on here. So nice change of pace to have someone say, yeah, AP, you got a great idea.
0: (laughs) AP, you got a great idea. You You said it best. (laughs) But Q Ranger is our top spot. Yeah. Just everything about that season and how you could connect it to all the past seasons. You could have this amazing team of huge Rangers. You could really go out with a bang for the 30th anniversary. It's just got so much potential, and I know that there are a lot, a lot, a lot of fans who would love to see Q-Ranger adapted for, for Power Rangers so we could get true space season with all these different tie-ins. We don't know what the future holds. This is totally a fun thought exercise. I've loved the past 10 years of Sentai. They, they've had some really unique themes and it blows me away every year that they're able to create a completely new and fresh concept every time. You know, aside from dinosaurs and... Because <laughs> seriously, it was like um, two dinosaur seasons almost uh, back-to-back there for a second. But it's just a fun set of great suits and themes that could easily be adapted into to Power Rangers no matter what they pick. So I really want to thank Ethan S for just coming up with such a great episode topic. Our next extra episode will be the suggestion from Hit People Guys. So we'll talk about that during that extra episode for next month. This is a great thought exercise and we don't know what the future holds.
1: This is fun to speculate on, but uh, only time will tell what the cards will hold. I don't know. Other generic (laughs) future paraphrases.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Pretty much. So yeah, I guess, I guess we'll find out more probably this year. I, I assume that there'll be some big announcement for the next, whether it's Power Ranger series or project just from the news that we talked about earlier. Uh, it seems like they're cooking up something with Netflix in the future. So we'll definitely see what that's all about, hopefully pretty soon, but we don't know. Whew. Well, that was a lot. AP, I'm glad you safely weathered the storm.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's still going on. But, uh, <laughs> oh, for
0: the most part, you're not like... <laughs> for the most not, part,
2: I'm, <laughs> it's all good.
0: <laughs> AP, where can people find you online?
2: You can find me on Twitter at SecretRangerFan, or you can just uh, shoot a message to the Ranger Command Facebook page, and I can uh, see that as well.
0: Excellent. Zach, where can people find you? Sure
1: thing. I'm on Twitter, at Zach Lavoy, And uh, if you're interested in more Zen Zenkaiger discussion, um, the day after this releases, releases this Saturday, the following day, Sunday, I will be on the Tokudon podcast talking about the first 12 episodes of Zenkaiger.
0: Very nice. And for me, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at TrekkieB47. I also stream on Twitch Mondays, Thursdays, and occasionally on the weekends over at twitch.tv slash TrekkieB47. And Ranger Nation, you can let us know what you think. If you have questions, suggestions, comments, reviews, anything Email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com or on Twitter at rangercommandph, which we just passed 5,000 followers. So thank you so much, Ranger Nation, for that. And we are on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. And that about does it for this month of May for the podcast. and. Stay tuned because we still got plenty to talk about in June. We will have a new Dino Fury episode review when episodes 9, 10, and 11 come out. We'll have it's super convenient because it's a block of three episodes like we've been doing for these episode reviews. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited to check out those. I'm sure we'll be gushing all about that next month so
2: maybe we can now watch it together as well since we (gasps) want going to be on netflix we could do a watch party
0: yes oh i could stream a watch party hey (laughs) i think that's a good idea that's what we should do (laughs) i'm gonna figure out how to make that work and we will uh get back to you ranger nation so uh thanks everyone for Mm -hmm. listening and we will see you next month. Bye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.